The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. And they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. Welcome to Talk is Jericho. It is the pod of thunder and rock and roll. We are uh, here. Uh, holiday madness has just begun. And if you're already stressed out from gift buying, you got to take a load off. Clear your mind with a good little laugh from uh, Duff McKagan with the joke of the week. Hey, Chris Jericho. It's Duff McKagan calling you. I'm out uh, walking my dog here in uh, beautiful Seattle, Washington. You know, I had, a good, I had a good new app this morning. You know, app on my phone, an app. Uh, and then I had put, put in a password, so I put in chicken, and then it said password needs a capital. So I put chicken Kiev. Thank you very much. Goodbye. <sighs> oh, Duff, that's a reach. Uh, I'll give you a chuckle for that. Kiev is the capital of Ukraine. I had to think about that one for a minute. Test my geography schools and elementary school uh, history recall. But there you go. Chicken Kiev from Duff McKagan uh, coming up with the jokes no matter what you're doing, whether you like it or not, even if you're walking your dog. And listen, uh, if that didn't revive your holiday spirit, maybe this will. My first ever Christmas song cover one of my favorite Christmas tunes. Uh, all the proceeds from this tune benefiting uh, juvenile diabetes research funding. So here you go. You can pick it up uh, on iTunes or wherever great rock and roll is streaming. This is Chris Jericho and the Christmas Hells kicking off the show, kicking off the Christmas season with Father Christmas by the Kinks and Chris Jericho and the Christmas Elves. Here we go.
toys Father Christmas, please hand it over We'll beat you up, so don't make us annoyed That's my version of Father Christmas. You can get it wherever you buy and stream music, iTunes, Amazon, Spotify. Available everywhere, and it benefits a great cause, JDRF, Juvenile Diabetes Research Funding. So rock out and uh, give a little bit back at the same time. All right. Uh, today, you get to meet a handpicked member of the inner circle. He's my partner in crime. He's the Spanish sex god. Sammy Guevara makes his talk as Jericho debut. He's talking all about his career on the indie scene, how he ended up at AEW, and what the experience has been like so far. He's got stories about his WWE dark matches, uh, training with Booker T at his wrestling school, uh, Reality of Wrestling, even working on the Lucha Underground TV show. So Sammy Guevara is coming up. All right, so uh, I'm here uh, in Indianapolis with the Spanish god. Sammy Guevara, um, one half of the Sex Gods, the hottest new tag team in AEW today, uh, and uh, hand-picked member of the Inner Circle. Not bad. Not bad at all, man. How you doing? Uh, I, I was thinking, like, so when you first started with AEW, what were you thinking? Did you think you'd be at this position eight weeks in? No, not at all. Definitely yeah. not. Just from whenever uh, I had the first match with, you know, Kip, at double or nothing, you know, to where I am now, it's night and day. It's crazy. What did you think when you first heard, like, how did you first hear about AEW? And then, because um, obviously, you know, you've been wrestling for how long? Nine. Nine years. So you've been around where wrestling companies are going to start and they're not going to start. And this guy's got a lot of money and it never turns out. Because for me, I was like, come on, I've heard this so many times before. What were you thinking when, when this idea was first came up to you? Well, yeah, I heard like the internet rumors that this was going to be a thing. But then when I saw the names that were getting behind it, and then, you know, when it did the initial first press conference, I'm like, I need to somehow get a part of this. You know, uh, I didn't know how or what or, you know, but I was like, this is going to be something huge mm. and I need to somehow get get there. And then luckily for me, like a couple of days later, I was like contacted for it. And who was it that contacted you? Uh, Cody. Because I first saw you working on a show that Cody was at like the NWA show. Yeah. It was like a pay-per-view or something like that. NWA was, 70. Yeah, yeah, when yeah. he worked with uh, Nick Aldis. Mm -hmm. And I remember I saw, whose matches, do you remember who he worked with that time? I was in a four-way mm -hmm. with uh, Colt, Colt Cabana, uh, Sam Shaw, and Scorpio Sky. Right. Oh, really? Yeah. So there you go. And this is one of those things where you never know who's watching because I watched that to see Cody's match. And I saw you and I made, I, I think I texted at that point, I was already kind of already involved with AW. Mm -hmm. And I said, Sammy Guevara, we should get this guy. And Cody was like, yeah, we love him. Let's do it. So you, like, you never know, like, you know, you never know what's going on. Yeah, it was in, you know, they, they told me that story and I'm like, thank God I decided to, you know, <laughs> war, you know, bust my ass that night. Um, Cause yeah, you never know who's watching that. That's just wild to think for whatever reason you decided to turn that on. And uh, we never met before that. No, either, never. You know? I'd never even seen you before. Yeah. I just was watching the show, saw the four way, saw you, and I was like, wow, it's pretty cool. God. So when did you start? Uh, you said you've been wrestling for nine years. How did you kind of get into the business? The the Booker T Academy over in Houston, Texas. Really? Yeah, I trained there. I was I was there less than a year, but that's where I initially started. So So were you like, did you see an ad on TV or how did you get into it? No, I, I don't even know how I actually, maybe Google, something like mm -hmm. that. But yeah, no, I was like, this is what I want to do. And, you know, I need to go find a training facility. My original plan was actually to move. And I've never even told anybody this. My original plan was to move to uh, Pennsylvania and start training over at CZW. <laughs> That's kind of the uh, combat uh, yeah. zone, like the the kind of crazy guys sort of thing. Yeah, Sick Nick Mondo, all those guys. Who like, now works here. Yeah, which is crazy. I didn't even know that till like two weeks ago. Well, you know what's funny is when we did that whole thing of the, the Cody uh, parody with mm -hmm. the, you know, the, the, the bubbly the and all that stuff. The mockumentary. Yeah. The mockumentary. I recognized the guy, he said his name was Nick because he filmed it. He came and Nathan came over to the bathroom mm -hmm. in my hotel and filmed me in the bathtub. Yeah. And the next couple of weeks, 
he was he said yeah it's nick mondo and i'd watched his documentary and i talked to him a few times about coming on the show it just never worked out like and he never like i never put two and two together yeah same guy no i met him like literally this was like two weeks ago so we've been on tv what seven weeks something yeah, yeah. like that so yeah i've seen him every single week and i didn't put it together neither and then we were at one of the after parties and then uh who was i with another wrestler yeah, yeah. Like, i think that's sick nick i'm like nah and we asked him it was so awkward because he was the guy that was filming you probably yeah, doing your stuff literally so we're like hey uh awkward question man but are you nick <laughs> like sick nick he's like yeah cool dude so you were gonna go to ccw but because like, you're from houston right yeah so and, booker's uh, obviously the same town right so it makes way more sense to train there than mm. to move but yeah shout out to uh my mom mama panda she actually is the one that found it yeah, the Booker T Academy. She's like, why are you going to move when, you know, you could just take a Metro bus and go over there? I'm like, okay. <laughs> Mama yeah. Panda. Yeah. So is that, what, 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 what do you call her Mama Panda? Uh, that's her name on Twitter, but because uh, <laughs> uh, the panda thing is like kind of my thing. So right. uh, like uh, in my vlogs, I say people that are fans of me or watch that, the Panda fam. So she just kind of rolled with it. She's like, I'm Mama Panda. Yeah. <laughs> so what was, what was the deal behind the Panda thing? Really, it's just my favorite animal, hmm. you know? And so everything I do, I try to incorporate stuff that I like. Like uh, my old entrance theme song used to be I Am Jesus from Infinite Sorrow, mm -hmm. which is like the music they made for the movie Get Him to the Greek. Oh. And that was like one of my favorite movies. So I was Infinite like- Infinite Sorrow was Aldous Huxley's band. It, exactly. Or Aldous Snow's band. Yes. Yeah. And uh, so I, I was like, oh, let me incorporate <laughs> this. And, you know, it's something I like. It's a piece of me. And that's what I try to do with everything I do. It's like you didn't use African child to come to the You know, up. I don't think this 2019 <laughs> world would have liked that very much. I watched that movie the other day, about six months ago, and going to Japan. I forgot how freaking good it is. Yeah. It's so ridiculous. Still holds up? Oh, it still holds up. Okay. Russell Brand, maybe not so much. I haven't seen him <laughs> yeah. much lately, but, uh, but the movie is great. Yeah, I, I get uh, nervous about watching movies again just because, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, you're a different person now. So, your new memory of it might be like, that wasn't as good. As you remember it, yeah. yeah. So, I kind of stay away from trying to rewatch it, but... So, where does the panda come from then, though? Um, You know, my, my family has a theory that it was because my dad had a... Because he does, like, construction. He used to have a company called Panda Painters. And on the flyers was, like, a panda. And so, they think maybe psychologically that's yeah. why... I didn't even remember he had that, so but it is possible. The first time I ever went to Japan in FMW in ninety one, there was a, a guy, he's Damien six 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 now. Oh yeah, yeah. He was called Ultraman then. Mm -hmm. And his partner was the Pandita, which was like a luchador dressed literally in a panda costume. Oh hell yeah. Because Japanese love pandas. And he'd come to the ring and hand out little bits little pieces of candy to the fans. And he'd always go for a tope suicida, but instead of diving to the ropes, he would just fall on the ground and do a pose like you did. Yeah. He's a cute little panda. Exactly. And ever since then I fucking hate pandas. Oh, okay. <laughs> so when you saw me, you're like, what the f is this? Well, not to mention too. The pandas were a big, uh, uh, a big enemy of the WWF. Oh, uh, that's true, yeah. Because right? the WWF was the World Wildlife Fund yeah. whose who's mascot is a panda. Yeah, Dean, Dean Malenko, he's like, don't let Vince see you with that. <laughs> and I didn't understand it because I, I, everything just goes over my head. I'm like, what? Right. Oh, yeah, that's right, WWF. <laughs> the panda. Yeah. So you actually, when you first started here the first week, you came out to the ring with a giant panda. Yeah, head. yeah. Right. Yeah, people are like, why don't you wear that more? I'm like, that thing's a pain to carry everywhere for one. Like, just trying to bring it on a carry-on, it's... Well, the thing is, too, as a baby face, as exactly. a heel, you probably get more more steam out of it mm -hmm. as the panda. Oh, yeah, 100%. You know, like, do I want them to cheer me? Like, oh, he's wearing a cute panda or scary panda, whatever, <laughs> yeah. Scary panda. So, tell us what the, the wrestling school was. Booker actually in the ring uh, teaching? You know, he wasn't there all the time because I think he just started back with WWE then. Right. Uh, but whenever he was there, you know, he always gave time to everybody mm. and... uh yeah, he definitely, um, he took a liking to me. I wasn't there that long, but every time I was there, he, he definitely spent time with me and tried to help me as much as he could. Because of, of your attitude or your personality? or Honestly, I don't know. <laughs> you know, it could be my attitude, but I don't know why anybody helps me do anything, mm. you know? It's interesting, though, because we were talking about, like you mentioned, only being on the TV for seven weeks or so. The first week, well, I guess the first single match you had after the, the Kip one, mm -hmm. After the Cody one okay. was, was with uh, Hangman Page. Got great heel oh, reaction. Yeah, yeah. Like some of us from being in the inner circle, but but your natural tendency is a heel. Oh, yeah. You know, it, and because I can do all these like flips and all this crazy, amazing stuff, you know, Spanish guy. Of course. Um, but uh, I kind of got like pigeonholed a little bit like that on the indies because 
a lot of this stuff, you know, I can do this amazing stuff, but I can definitely make the people hate me. Um, I don't need to do all these flips and stuff, but because I can, everybody I worked with wanted to do mm. that. And so it's my own fault as well, because I could easily be like, I'm not going to do this, but I'm kind of a whatever person too. I'm like, let's go f- kill it out there, you know? But it's also kind of the way of the business now. It's like, that's just the what guys work with that style in mind. And it's something that I'm noticing in AW, and we're really improving upon it week after week, is you got a lot of guys that came straight out of the indies where there's really no, not that there's rules, but there's no kind of idea on how to make things go from good to great. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, just no, look at your advancements just from the stuff we've done with Inner Circle, with Cody, and with Dustin Rhodes, and like, it's a whole new level now that you can incorporate those moves, but now use more of your attitude and, and charisma. And the thing that, you know, not a lot of locker rooms have is guys like you, Dean, mm-hmm. all the guys in the back that can, you know, tweak things. Not even so much as, hey, don't do that, but just m- improve it. That was, right, right. you know, a lot of locker rooms, there's everybody's around the same age and, or, you know, mm-hmm. same mindset. So it's, it's definitely nice being here and. You know. You're only as good as the guys you're working with. Yeah. In a lot of ways, right? Yeah. Or, you know, if you're me, you're just. You're, well, you're, you just transcend yeah, until you I'm meet saying. someone like me. And well, then you really I mean, of course. It. Different, you know, right? The goat. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. And they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. Before you started, were you a wrestling fan when you were a kid? Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's funny. I was talking to my uh, one of my high school friends the other day, and he was like, isn't it crazy? We used to you know, pretend to be Jericho and HBK on the trampoline, and now you're in a f- group with him. <laughs> yeah. Big fan, you know, growing up. With- Did you go to the shows? Yeah. Went to some SmackDown, saw you. Mm. Yeah, I actually saw you versus Punk at one of them. Yeah. Oh, in Houston? Yeah. Oh, right on. Yeah. yeah, I had some great matches in Houston. It's such a great wrestling town. Mm-hmm. Were you were you the type of fan that used to go like try and meet the guys beforehand or after? Oh, or? you know, it's funny. I actually snuck backstage at WrestleMania 25. No kidding. Yeah. You know, we waited till the show was over and we're by the ring and Triple H has a little sledgehammer by the ring. And then we see they're putting stuff up and we're like, oh, let's go over there. And then I just thought in my mind, like, all right, let me just pretend like I belong. Mm-hmm. And I just, you know acted like I was helping put up uh, the ring skirt or whatever. And uh, the two big security guys just didn't say anything. I walked past and my friend's like, where are you going? I'm like, shut up, come on. <laughs> and uh, yeah, then I ended up meeting uh, Randy Orton, uh, Jeff Hardy, Ric Flair, met, met a lot of guys. Eventually ended up getting kicked out. That's See, that's the secret. If you act like you're supposed to be there, most of the time no one notices you if you look like a scared like today Mm -hmm. pulling up to the venue there was a like a dad and his kid just sitting there yeah and the one of our atlas security guys like oh there's some kids here what do you want to do i'm like i'll sign whatever Mm -hmm. and i'm like oh how those guys get these they've just been hanging out there all day and you're not kicking them out right they were just i thought they were friends of somebody no yeah they were just acting like they're supposed to be i know exactly what you're talking about Uh, yeah yeah. yeah, they had a little sammy sign and stuff like so how did you meet Flair and Orton and not get kicked out when you met them? I think there was just, because this was like right as the show ended, so I think there was just so much chaos. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, we were just taking pictures and everything, and eventually someone was like, who are y'all with? And we're like, uh... Randy Orton? No. <laughs> we, were, we were taking pictures with Jeff, and I looked at Jeff like, say I'm with you, but why the f*** would he say, you know? So he just looks at me like, yeah, who are you with? And I'm like, nobody. And they're like, get out of here. <laughs> yeah. But we got to keep all our, our photos and stuff. They didn't. Yeah, so once it. you get that, then at least you get, that's your validation. That yeah. You got something out of it, right? Oh, that, great day. Did you see that where, um, I think after the first week, Randy Orton was saying that, oh, I want to work with uh, Sammy Gamora. Yeah, that was, a, that was a weird day because they also announced you and me in the main event of uh, week two uh, for Dynamite. And then also Orton putting me over. I'm like. Did I die, actually? Like, what world are we in right now? What did you think when you were told about the inner circle? Oh, um, you know, it's like one of those things, like, you know, you'll believe it when you see it. So when they kind of told me the idea, it's like, all right, well, we'll see what happens. And then when it actually did happen, I, I remember going back to the hotel, like, again, what what the f- 
<laughs> like is this real life yeah, kind of yeah. thing yeah it's a wild thing man but you know i always got to try to remember like you know i've worked to get here and uh you know because it's a weird thing just you know success seeing if you deserve it or you know why, why me kind of thing like why not somebody else but you just got to remember like you know you work to get here and you know regardless of if you should or not you are there so make the most out of it right right and you're there for a reason yeah you know it's interesting because when we first started talking with the inner circle i can't remember what the initial name for it was uh, this is this is exclusive stuff uh, uh, tony's original name i can't remember what it was I didn't like it as much. And then I came up with the idea of a fist, which would be five fingers forms of yeah. fist. And I just thought it'd be some cool merch. Tony didn't care for that one, but I had done something for BT where I mentioned my inner circle mm -hmm. and the bucks were like, that's a cool name. Like what about the inner circle? So then who's in it? Right. And then one of the ideas was originally was the Lucha brothers. And I thought, well, they're too much superheroes. Like I, I want like killers and Santana Ortiz. Perfect. Yeah. Then I suggested MJF and it's like, we should keep him on his own. And then your name is mentioned. Perfect. Sammy's great. Now we need a big guy. Who's it going to be? And they wanted to use, uh, they just signed a boxer from the UK. Oh, right, right. And I was like, nah, he's not big enough. I said, Hager's the guy. Yeah. So we got him. So that's kind of the whole, the whole thing get together was very much each guy plays a role mm -hmm. and, and, and has a certain part within, within the, the system of the circle you know isn't that funny just like an off comment you made on a random bte yeah it ends up being the name of the group you never know yeah. it's like spanish god i just came up with that in the ring Dude. and you liked it now you're wearing a spanish god sh uh, jacket jacket shirt just came out uh, sammy Guevara <laughs> pro wrestling tees there you go but uh yeah no i remember being in the ring when you said that and I'm, you could see my face i'm like all right I yeah like <laughs> there like we go it. let's go what uh when you when you finished training with booker is that when you started having matches yeah, I had one match there, and then uh, it's it was expensive to go there, and my mom was paying for it at the time. Mama Panda. Yeah, shout out. <laughs> but, uh, you know, so it was getting expensive to pay there, so I ended up leaving, and Booker always says he gives you the tools to use them, and it's up to you to, you know, go and apply them and use them. And so uh, I ended up leaving there and just tried to make the most out of it as, as I could on smaller promotions in Houston. And, uh, yeah, it was a struggle, man. When I first left, I was booked like maybe six times in like 2011. And, oh, wow. Yeah. yeah. And like, cause I was also working at Whataburger at the time too. Nice. Yeah. Cause I was like, I told my mom, I'm like, uh, you know, I'm going to work a part-time job and I'll, I'll pay for it. You know, you don't got to worry about paying for this. Cause it was getting to a point where it was just too much or whatever. And so, charging like monthly. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And you know, maybe if I would have talked to him, you know, we could have right, worked right. something out. Uh, and I don't even know how it is now. That was like nine years ago. Mm -hmm. But so I was working at Whataburger and then also trying to get booked and nobody knows who I am. So like, yeah, okay. Off. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, then eventually just started going to Mexico. Uh, oh, wow. Yeah. Shout out to my uh, my boy Lowrider. You know, he was the first guy who took me to uh, Reynosa, Mexico. Yeah. Well, so, let's, uh, for, first of all, who was your first match against? against? Oh, uh, that was at books at a uh, guy named Joey Jersey. <laughs> yeah, he goes by a different name now, but yeah, he was like a Jersey Shore. Of course, right, yeah. right, right. And, and Sammy Guevara is your real name. Yeah. Are you Mexican or are you? I'm Cuban. Cuban, gotcha. Yeah. So talk about how, how you got into Mexico and what you thought about because I've worked in Reynosa before mm -hmm. uh, and I know what you're talking about. That might have been the place where I went to either Reynosa or Matamoros, Oh yeah, another one close to where um, we were like wrestling, like kind of in a big uh, arena that had it was surrounded by a cage, that okay, like a blood sport. And then afterwards, it was I was super dusty, and a guy asked me if I wanted to take a shower, and he led me to the showers, which was a toilet that they had stuck a, a hose in the back yeah. of the toilet and siphoned it and used that water for a shower. It's like it's okay, amigo, it's clean. I'm it's like clean water. It's toilet water is toilet water, dude. Mm -hmm. No freaking way. So oh, that was my Reynosa experience. Yeah, no, that the Mexico, I love it. Um, no, there it was like a long. The entrance had like a long ramp that went up to like the top of the building. Is this ringing a bell or nah? I, I don't remember. Oh, okay. But yeah, but, it could um, be the same. I didn't even have a passport at the time, you know? And so my friend was like, no, you just bring your birth certificate. You could take a bus and walk through. And I was like, all right. And uh, then we were running, the bus was running late and they're like, the show started, man, you need to get here. And they're like, get off the bus and just run to the border, like run past it or whatever. And then I'm like, okay and after i did it they were like we can't believe you did that like you just ran past like well you know you go through the checkpoint you yeah, walk yeah. through the thing i think you pay like 50 cents or something i don't know what it's it was like the easiest border to cross over. literally no no identification required really <laughs> yeah uh going back is the problem you know you you just gotta make sure you have your birth certificate right 
Um, yeah, and I did that like every month for a, for a while. And then, and, of course, not checking you for visa or anything. No, like that. oh, and it was so funny too because like the first time I went, I got paid. I think. 300 or 400 pesos and i had no idea the money difference i'm from houston i never really traveled anywhere you know and then i'm like wow 400 i'm, I'm rich <laughs> and then uh we had to, i had to pay, pay my own bus to get back and it was like way more you yeah, know it was like right. 50 american dollars which i think 300 or 400 pesos is probably about 30 bucks yeah yeah so uh one of my one of my other friends shout out eric ortiz he was like hey man you don't have enough i'm like oh i don't and I was broke. Like, I had no money whatsoever. So he was like, oh, don't worry, I pay for you. And oh, I'm that's like, cool. Yeah, and that's just like the kindness for him to do that, right. you know? Guys yeah. you meet when you first start out. Yeah. Right. So did you work in Mexico more than just the Reynosa shows? Oh, yeah. Reynosa, Monterey. I, I love Monterey. Yeah, I lived there for a while. Yeah. Great place. Oh, that, Lots that, of girls there. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, the, the girls too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> were, you rest, were you wrestling there? Um. Uh, uh, Riot Lucha Libre at the Arena Feminal or something. Yeah, the one that was it was Plaza Monumental was the place we used I, to go to. Hmm, there was one big one that yeah, we that did. Was, yeah, yeah. I, I'm the worst with names yeah. sometimes. And I've been to a ton of other parts of uh, Mexico and like in my vlogs and stuff. I'm always like, I don't know where the f- I am. But uh, did you ever work like for a company or was it just independence? Just independence until I started doing AAA. Oh, or I did the Crash too. Gotcha. Yeah, and then uh, you know did AAA. What did you think of the Mexican style? Oh, I loved it. Mm-hmm. You know, because the thing um, in like 2011, 12, a lot of the guys in the Texas scene, they didn't really want to do a whole lot. They were really just trying to do this very boring style, in my opinion. Um, and I'm like, yo, we could we could have a very killer match. And it just seemed in Mexico, everybody was down to do some insane stuff, um, especially the guys I was wrestling not a whole lot of psychology, definitely, but I was doing a bunch of crazy stuff. Eventually tried to, you know, make it make sense. But um, yeah, it definitely changed. It, it was so much fun for me just because I felt like I had so much more I could give to a match than I was able to. And so Mexico helped open those doors. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and as far as the Lucha Libre style and the two out of three falls and all that sort of stuff, did that was it hard for you to get used to or was it not too bad? It was, it's annoying. I still hate those matches, but mm-hmm. I, I hate about them. Just like, man, you got to put together one, two, three. And then like, it's just, it's just more, more, uh, more difficult or just more, yeah more like i feel like the crowd doesn't care if it's two or three falls or if it's just one-on-one it always goes to three for the most part it's like i didn't understand how and once again when you're in rome you know but it would be there'd be captains of the team Mm -hmm. and you would have to pin all three guys unless you pin the captain and then you don't have to pin the other three guys. But the captain never got pinned. If he did, he was always the last one to get pinned after the other two guys got pinned. So it was always, and also, too, everyone would seem to get pinned at the same time. You'd work this Oh, yeah. Submissions all, would all be the same time. Like I was saying, hurricane around in the middle, mm-hmm. you know, body slam, one, two, three, one, two, three, one, two, three. Yes. Like, wow. What a coincidence every time, right? Did you ever have any uh, any problems down there? Because sometimes it gets a little bit crazy, Wild West. Um, luckily, I never went out, you know, unless I'm going with my people. Yeah. But like, uh, for the most part, I didn't try to venture off too much because people told me many stories. Um, Renoza, uh, my first one, the uh, the newspaper in it had a person with their head cut off, you know, like, I guess, cartel or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, it kind of scared me a little bit. Um, I'm sure I'd be fine if I went out. Mm-hmm. You know, I feel like you don't look for trouble. Trouble won't find you. But there was one story where I, I had a killer match in uh, Monterey. It was in like a three-way match. One of the sides of the ropes were covered in barbed wire for whatever reason. We didn't f- with that side. <laughs> but uh, afterwards, the promoter, we go to the top of the building. He's like, or this guy's like, hey, the promoter wants to talk to you. I'm like, okay. And they're translating because I don't actually speak Spanish. Oh, wow. I, I'm a Spanish guy. You're a true yeah. vato. Yeah, yeah. Tejano. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, then he's like, he gives me like a beer. He's like, oh, you had a killer match. And they're like translating. I'm like, oh, I don't drink. Um but uh, I'll drink a water with you. You know, you can drink that. Like, I have no judgment or whatever. Um, and they're like, it's disrespectful for you not to drink that. I'm like, I don't know what to tell you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and like, I kind of just held my ground. And then afterwards, my friend was like, you told him no? Like, <laughs> what the f-? Like, Yeah. 
but um, they still booked me. You know? It's interesting because, like, you know, that was always and, and this obviously once again thirty years ago. Yeah, like, different you know, time. You got to drink with the boys, oh, man. Yeah. If you don't drink with the boys, they're not going to uh, not going to trust you. Mm-hmm. So what guys would do? I mean, Lance Storm. I finally was able to convince him. You got listen. You don't have to drink, but just have a beer in your hand. Yeah. Or if worst comes to worst, go in the bathroom, pour it in the damn sink. And 100%. Put some water in there. No one's going to check. Mm-hmm. You know, but just at least look. Like, now, of course, you don't drink. Who cares? Right, right, right. Nobody drinks anymore. Yeah. Then, everything's reversed Everything's now. reversed. Then, if you didn't, if you were committing a cardinal sin. Oh, yeah. If you didn't drink with mm-hmm. the guys. You know what I mean? And I feel like a lot of guys heard those stories, you mm-hmm. know? And so, that's why, like, I think a lot of people were, like, scared to, like, not drink. And then, so for me to tell someone no, and I, and at least in that promotion, it was like unheard of. Right. I'm like, I had a killer match. Like that, that that'll, yeah, that'll yeah, get yeah. me bugged. I don't need a. You never got. You never tried to drink at all. Never cared. Um, I drank when I was like 14. Gotcha. You know, and like smoked weed when I was 14. Whatever. Um, but just like people in my own uh, personal, like you know, family members, they would always just get in fights. Like it just never seemed cool. They'd always have money problems. I'm sure now I'd be fine. Like, I could probably drink no problem. That was a, why originally I didn't want to drink, just because it never seemed cool to me. Mm-hmm. But, I, f- I, don't, I mean, I have no desire to do it now, but I feel like if I had a beer or whatever, it would be nothing. Like, it would right. make a big deal now. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour, and they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. Your style is so athletic and acrobatic. Is that just a natural thing? Did you train as a gymnast? You know, I actually taught myself how to do everything. Like, wow. Well, you know, flips. I say everything. But but what makes you decide one day to just go, I'm going to try a flip? Uh, I saw Shawn Michaels do a moonsault on TV. And uh, before I had a trampoline or anything. Like from the second rope outside or in the ring? I think from the, yeah, the second rope outside. outside yeah. And uh, I was like, I can do that. And I was on my mattress just side flipping bouncing into the walls like i remember man this is like bringing back memories right now just like <laughs> flying into the walls like hurting my feet my mom yelling like what is that i'm like nothing <laughs> sorry i dropped a book <laughs> yeah yeah um but yeah i just was like i can do that and uh, the big thing with me is like just try it hit the f- it button like that's a lot of things with me you just hit that button and the worst that's gonna happen is like you're gonna get hurt you know and but like we have hospitals you know they'll fix you up mm-hmm. and so that was like my thought process trying a 630 trying like a corkscrew backflip like all these crazy things i just hit that button mm. you know it's funny it's it's classic Shawn michaels because people will say you know who's the greatest of all time and, and all these other things and to me Shawn michaels is the best because he he not only like he was a pioneer for my generation he still transcended to your generation right. He was the best character, had the best matches, would do these incredible flying moves, like pick his spots to do them. And I remember when I first came to wrestling school in 1990, I wanted Ooh. to do a backflip from the top rope because Shawn Michaels did it. Oh, hell yeah. And back then you would go hang out at the gym, the Gold's Gym, where the guys would work out when they were in town. And I remember I, would, I could only talk to the small guys because I was really scared of the big guys. Right, right. And Shawn was the guy small. He was probably 230 pounds. But... <laughs> You know, I asked him, how do you do a backflip? And he said, you just got to get get up there and do it. I guess that's his version of the fucking button. Yeah, you just got to hit it. Yeah, so the first time, I remember we used to train in a big barn in Calgary, and it was cold outside, uh, and it was maybe February, so it was super cold. But I just went to the top rope, and I said, just get up there and do it. And I did it so far that when I landed, I, I landed on my ass. So I did oh. a backflip and a little twist. Yeah, a little backflip and, and leg like, drop. That was so easy. Yeah, like I could never do it again. <laughs> yeah, right? yeah. But I was like, well, that's really, that was easier than I thought. And mm-hmm. once you get it in your head, you get the confidence, then you're backflipping every night. You know, that sort of a thing. But yeah. you just got to do it once or twice to get it. Just hit that button. And that's not just in doing flips and everything, but every like that can apply to everything in life. And, right. You know, people are like, oh, I want to try this, but I don't know. It's like, just hit the button, you yeah. know, go for it. It works. <laughs> out it works out if not at least you can say you tried that's right so when uh when when you came out of mexico when did you start working in the states like 
besides man. Houston? How'd you get out of Texas, I guess? Yeah, um, you know, I was taking long bus rides. Uh, I would I took a 30-hour bus ride from here to, like, Philadelphia. To, from Texas to Philly? Yeah. Wow. You know, because, like, uh, I, I'm very observant. Observant? Observant, yeah. Words. Nailed it, yeah. Use <laughs> your words. CTE. Uh, no. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, uh, no, like... I just kind of look around and see what everyone else is doing. And it just seemed like people in the locker rooms I was sharing were very content with where they were. And I didn't really see people trying to get out or trying to be more than this. And that's fine if that's what you want to do. But me, I wanted to do so much more. And so I'm like, I'll lose out on money. Like, I'll take these long ass bus rides. I'm going to do literally everything I can to get out of this state, escape this place. And so I was doing that, you know, until eventually... They were like, all right, let's start flying this kid. Like, mm. yeah. So what companies was that for? IWC. I did a, some Lucha shows in Denver, you know, just everywhere I could and, you know, tried to network everywhere. Just word of mouth, right? Exactly. Yeah. Well, also with the, the YouTube, once I saw like, you know, YouTube's growing or whatever, I'm like, okay, I need footage of my matches so I can send to people so people can see me. Because no one, you know, the people that are not at this show is who I'm trying to, like, get mm -hmm. the attention of. And so that's what really started my whole YouTube channel. And uh, I started doing the vlogs really just because I couldn't get my matches from promotions. Like, they'd be like, oh, we're going to make DVDs. Never see a DVD ever. I'm like, can you at least just send me my match? Or can I bring my camera? They're like, yeah, you can bring your camera. I'm like, okay. So I'd have just random people in the crowd recording my match. Oh, wow. Yeah, you know, hoping they don't steal my camera. But I'm like, I need this footage. So you would just go and give it to a random fan or someone that you knew at least? Yeah, somewhat, you know? Like, it's yeah. not like I know these people more than a day. Right. But uh, if I'm at the merch table and having a good conversation with someone, I'm like, hey, man, do you mind doing me a favor? Like, And they're like, of course. I'm like, if I give you my camera, you know, can you record this? And they're like, sure. It was never the best footage ever, you know? It's like far back, you know, but yeah, I'm just like, I need whatever I can get just know? to watch or to use to for use highlight for reels highlight or? reels to send matches. If it's like an okay quality, if I had a badass match, send that to whoever I was, I'm a networking guy, like online I'm messaging. I, I can't tell you how many people I've messaged, never got a return message from, but you know, I'll message 10 people to get one message back. Mm -hmm. And uh, that's, so that's what kills me when I hear guys. Saying stuff like, oh, I'm, I feel like I'm doing everything. I had a conversation with a friend of mine just recently. He's like, uh, you know, I'm, I feel like I'm doing everything. I'm like, how many people have you hit up today? He's like, what do you mean? I'm like, how many companies have you hit up? He's like, none. I'm like, all right, well, f off. Like, you're not doing everything. So I, I try to do every avenue that I could, you know, and I, social media is a tool, so you got to use it. I think that's something very uh, important for people to listen to and hear because I did the same thing when I started, once again, even though it was, you know, almost 30 years ago, the concept is the same. Like my dad would always say, you got to sell yourself. No one's going to pick up the phone and call you. You yeah. got to be calling them. So I was always doing this is back, you know, there was no texting or emails. It was writing a letter oh, and it was wow. picking up the phone and cold calling people. I cold called Chris Benoit. Wow. I cold called Ricky Santana in, in Puerto Rico. And I got a list of contacts from some of the old older guys in Calgary. And I was writing New Zealand and yeah. you know, sending tapes to Australia. And of course, nothing ever happened, but at least I felt like I was doing something. And one time somebody had seen something of something and get me a gig, which maybe one point gets you another gig. And that's how you have to do it. But a lot of guys you know, and girls, this instant gratification society we live in, they're not going to pick up the phone and call you. It's, mm -hmm. it's very smart. You got to be hustling. Yeah, that's what it is. And you said it perfectly. You're selling yourself. Right. And that's what I always saw. I'm like, okay, I'm basically an item. I'm this bottle of water, whatever. Like, I need to show that I'm the best one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm the core water among yeah. these Dasanis, you know? Yeah, you can't have your show without this bottle of water exactly. on it. Exactly. Right? Yeah. And, you know, it's all trial and error, too. I've did a, I did a lot of things that didn't work out. Like you know, what? like just promos where I'm being this this best ever, you know, but I'm also just doing counterproductive stuff. Like I'd be like, I'm the best ever. All these guys are on these shitty shows with me. Like I'm just going off. But then I'm like, oh, I just insulted the shows that are actually booking me. Right. Like, but I didn't have anybody telling me otherwise. You're also insulting yourself. You're <laughs> the best ever while you're working on shitty exactly. shows, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, a lot of counterproductive stuff, but it was all just trial and error, man. Yeah. You know? Go going for it. Well, that, and that's what somebody uh, told me a long time ago. When you're cutting a promo, and I see it so much to this day, 
this guy sucks and this guy sucks and this guy sucks and this guy sucks. You never do that. You see tall, you talk about how great he is. I mean, this guy is one of the best performers I've seen in my life. Mm-hmm. You know, he's not as good as me, but he's one of the best. And that way, when you beat him, you're beating somebody. Right. If you lose, then you lost to someone that you said before was one of the best, you know, upcoming guys, yeah. whatever it may be. A lot of people don't understand that concept of the promo, you know, mm-hmm. right? Well, and that's why you are, you know, <laughs> yeah. the promo master. I remember Miz one time was talking uh, before the show, these used to pre-shows. Mm-hmm. I think they still do like the pre-show for WrestleMania. For right. Example. He was so sad he was on the pre-show. I'm like, listen, man. I said, you got to look at it this way. It's the first thing people are seeing. It's the most important part of the show. If it's not in the main show, whatever, you're out there. It's mm-hmm. like, if you're out there, this is the place to be. You do not want to miss this show. There's no pre-show. It is the show. Right. Spin it that way. And at mm-hmm. least, you, you know, people will buy it or, or, or they won't, but at least you'll feel better. And also yourself. you can look at it like, hey, you, you get to chill the rest of the day. <laughs> you get it over with first. That's how I'd spin it too. You're like, how is it for you? I was going to ask you when you're used to working. I mean, you're probably working two, three days a week mm-hmm. if you could. Now, you know, you're here in AEW. Some nights like tonight, we're not doing wrestling. Next week, I don't think we're having matches. But the stuff we're doing is still very important. How is that for you? Were you able to accept that easier? Are you still like, I want to work every day or... Man, I'll, I'll definitely accept it for sure. Because, uh, yeah, like two, three, sometimes even four times in a week, like throw my body at the ground. Right. And, <laughs> uh, you know, if you look at me, I'm not the biggest of guys. So these bumps, I feel like they I don't got a whole lot of cushion to mm-hmm. absorb them. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, the fact that, you know, some weeks we, we do some stuff that's not particularly a match, uh, It's I feel like it's beneficial to my body. Uh, I get to rest up. Which, uh, like in February or not in July, I ended up hurting my knee at one of my last like independent dates. And then we had that big off from like fight for the fall. And then there was all out and then it was TV and I was, I didn't wrestle it all out. So it actually, you know, even though it killed me, I wasn't on that show and it, like being there watching everyone kill it. I was like, I need to get in there. But my knee is de- definitely thankful. And now I'm like 100% basically. Right. You took that time. You, you, you had no choice. Yeah. But you needed it. Yeah. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. And they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. When you talk about your vlogs, I mean, it's such an important part of, of the business today, like you said, and a lot of guys don't uh, take advantage of that. I know I don't for a lot of reasons, but for you, it's become kind of part of your gimmick. Yeah. Has it helped raise your profile uh, quite a bit? Oh, definitely. I mean, because like, you know, if you have a killer show or whatever on the independence, I'm also showing that. So mm-hmm. other people are like, oh, I need to go check this show gotcha. out. Gotcha, right. Or I need to go see this this show. Um, it definitely helped me just network or all that. But it, it's hard, man, because in the beginning, you're getting no views and stuff like that. But I'm just like, it's going to pay off eventually. Luckily, now I'm getting quite a bit more than I did, you know, thankfully, you know, when AEW started. But, you know, that's why a lot of guys stop. I see a lot of people started like, oh, I'm going to do a vlog too. They tell me, ask me for advice. And I'm happy to give you advice. But I know after two, three episodes of getting 10 views, a lot of people just quit. Mm. And you just got to keep pushing through it, really. That's... You got to build your fan base somewhere, right? Exactly. And I've really started doing it in like 2015. So I've done like one a week for a while. Yeah. It's the... Uh... The, the the steady release of it the steady release of content mm-hmm. that kind of builds up your fan base content too, right? is key mm-hmm. like on every platform instagram whatever you don't have to do vlogs but just everything man i feel i see a lot of people not using these tools content is key not just in wrestling but in everything you do if you're trying to do something entertainment you you need content and be consistent. Like I know for, for Talk oh, yeah. Jericho, we put them out every Tuesday at midnight and Thursday at midnight. And if something happens where there's a glitch or heaven forbid, you no know, Wi-Fi to send the intro and you got to put up in the morning, I'll hear about it. Oh, yeah. Like, where's the where's the show? I'm yeah. sitting here waiting for the show. And that's good to know that people are so like uh, it's an appointment driven mm-hmm. uh, uh, you know, show. 
Yeah, I've been doing mine on uh, every Tuesdays. That's why I've been putting out right. the vlogs. And every, if I'm late or whatever, I'm seeing people like, it's it's 1 p.m. You normally upload at 12. What's going on? Yeah, I'm like, yeah, yeah. I'm working on it. Leave me alone. We just did a, a Fozzie show the day in San Antonio. And it was uh, like an eighth anniversary of the rock station in town. And oh, they had yeah. some wrestling matches on it. Oh, yes, yes. I had a, a couple of people hit me up about and, that. And they were it was RCW, River City mm-hmm. Wrestling, yes. right? And they said, yeah, Sammy Guevara used to work here. We know mm-hmm. some of Christy Janes was saying yes. that. Yes. A couple of the other guys were mentioning it, so they're, they're like, "You're kind of like the the guy that you're the big star now." The for the local guy, I know big, it's, right? it's wild, man. Like yeah. the fact that people are hitting me up, like, "Hey, you know, can you help me get on that?" I'm like, "When did I become this guy?" Like, <laughs> it's a weird feeling. You get that quite a bit, right? Yeah. Do you, have you have you worked uh, overseas a lot? Yeah, um, or I, anywhere? Not a whole lot, but like I did Japan a couple times. No kidding. Where, where did you go for that? What company? Uh, DDT, mm. and then uh, Kaintai Dojo. Okay. Yeah. I, I was there in the summer, last summer for six weeks. Mm. Yeah. Wow. And that was the longest I've ever been away ever. Like normally it's like a week, two weeks, right. six weeks. Six weeks in Japan in the summer. Yeah. For Kaintai Dojo? No, uh, DDT. DDT, but I'm sure that's probably a lot of gymnasiums and that. Oh, yeah. No, no, uh, no air conditioning in there. Oh, it it was uh, it was definitely an experience for sure. Were you working all six weeks? Uh, yeah. I'm, I think I had like 20 matches, something like that. Wow. Yeah. So it was like, to a weekend or something like that. What'd or, you think of that? Dude, it was great. I love Japan. Mm-hmm. I was actually in Japan when uh, I got the the Twitter DM or whatever, the email basically asking about my contract status. I woke up in Japan. I was like, oh, what the f***? <laughs> oh, okay. Um, I don't have a contract status. <laughs> yeah. Because, uh, but um, like the UK, I did that for uh, Southside. Mm-hmm. Let's talk more about Japan. So tell yeah. us about, about your thoughts about Japan. Dude, Japan's awesome. I love it over there. Like, I'm a big anime guy, like Dragon Ball Z, all that stuff. And so I got to go and do a bunch of sightseeing. I climbed Mount Fuji. Mm. Yeah, a, a ton of stuff, which you can go watch at Sammy Guevara on YouTube. Vlog the whole thing. There you go. <laughs> Is there, was there uh, other foreigners on the tour with you? Mike Bailey. Because that's Kenny's old company, right? DDT, yeah, yeah, yeah. Or I guess his current company. Um, at first there wasn't. There wasn't a so like the first two weeks I was the only. Wow. Yeah. So it was definitely like yo, no one speaking English. But the DDT treated me so great, you mm. know, and tried to make sure I was good. And I have a a really good friend over there that took me everywhere. And so. How did you get booked over there? How did I, uh, I did Lucha Underground? Okay. And then uh, that guess they saw that stuff and. Wow. Uh, Kikitaro hit me up and he was like, hey, they want to book you. I'm like, let's do it. What'd you think of the food over there? Uh, smaller, you know, <laughs> it's expensive. <laughs> I spent, so, I remember I made like 40,000 yen on merch the first night and I was like, I'm rich. <laughs> Again. Yeah. And <laughs> That's then, about 400 bucks. Dude, yeah. And then like less than two weeks later, I'm like, I have a thousand yen left. Mm-hmm. Oh shit. <laughs> yeah. Is that how it is, that company, they, they let you sell your own merch? Yeah, yeah. And then uh, it depends how you set it up. I got paid at the end of the tour. Mm-hmm. And so basically the merch money was the money I lived off of. Gotcha. And uh, so when I was like, oh, I've got a thousand yen left. I'm <laughs> need some Pocky chocolate sticks for the yeah. rest of the tour, right? Luckily, I had a show the next day and was able to sell some more merch. So yeah. everybody that bought some merch in Japan, uh, thank you. <laughs> what about Lucha Underground? That was uh, uh, seemed like it had all the, the, the steam in the world and just kind of fluttered out. Yeah, unfortunately. I mean, that was, that was definitely a cool little thing going on. What was your name there? Still Sammy Guevara. Oh, okay. I only did season four mm. and uh, it almost didn't happen either because I was actually signed to this other company, Aero Lucha at oh, the yeah, time. Yeah. I think was that like, with the Harris Brothers or yeah, something? Yeah, I think they're a CBD company now. But. Gotcha. Well, it's, it's funny because Conan worked for all of them. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Conan was my, that's how I got in there. Um, he loves you because you're a fellow Cubano. Yeah. Right? I feel like he didn't care at all for me when he saw me. Then he learned I was Cuban. He's like, oh, we need to book him more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, he always says, yeah, Sammy Guevara, man, he's a good guy, he's Cuban. And I'm like, yeah, uh, you say that every time. I love Conan. <laughs> but um, yeah, so Lucha, Under- Lucha Underground wanted like first rights. And I'm like, well, I just signed with these other guys. So they're like, okay, well, we can't use you. I'm like, well, damn. And then uh, I think there was like some passport issue or something the day before they're about to film. So some guys couldn't go over there. And then they hit me up at like 10 p.m. And we're like, hey, uh, can you get on a 6 a.m. flight tomorrow? And I'm like well yeah but like did you sort everything out with them because they were just gonna do like a working agreement or something they're like yeah yeah it's fine we worked it out and i'm like all right cool and uh so yeah 
that's how I and then because it was so last minute we didn't change my name or anything they're like what, what do you want your name to be I'm like well my all my gear says Sammy Guevara they're like, well we guess you're Sammy Guevara right right yeah I actually uh I, I actually worked a swagger over there did a big crazy 20 20 foot moonsault off the was it like a balcony yeah type thing? oh my gosh on to just him did he catch you yeah <laughs> It's hard. To, it's hard to 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 find. That's a long fall. Well, it's uh, it's all my fault, anyways. He was very against the idea. I was like, I thought it was my last night there because I was getting my leg broken. So I was oh. like, oh well, let's go out with a bang. <laughs> if I really break my leg, who cares? Yeah, f- it. Like, Method acting. Yeah. And so I did it. Uh, as I'm going backwards, I see oh the ring steps are kind of close. Oh. So in midair or not in midair, as I land. I roll to the side so I don't roll back and bonk my head. And I rolled my ankle. Oh. <laughs> and so it basically was like a broken ankle thing. <laughs> so I roll him in the ring. And the last thing I need to do is just a springboard. And I'm like, come on, don't f me up right now. Like, come on, do this. And uh, luckily my body didn't give up on me. You did a springboard with Still, a. Yeah, with a. F- Jeez ankle, Louise, yeah. man. And uh, it's funny because we had to do physicals, which we probably should have done beforehand. But that whole season was. <laughs> That whole season was crazy. Bass backwards, yeah. Yeah, and so at the end of it, I had this like swolled up ankle from that. And uh, the doctor's like, you know, you have a club foot because he tells me to jump on one foot. I'm like, oh, yeah, you know, born with that. You know. <laughs> Did you have any idea? No. That you had a club foot? Oh, no, I don't have a club. It was just that swollen. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> it was bad, man. Club foot Sammy. Yeah. And it, like when I'm jumping two on one foot, my my joints are just popping. It's like, oh my gosh. That's hard to do because you springboard. You got to not only jump up, but you got to stand on the rope for yeah, a Yeah, that's why I was too. scared. I was like, oh, if I fall right now, just kill me. Jeez, that's, that's what happens when you're, like, you're just young and don't give a shit. I would be like, I can't even try. <laughs> I'm going to hobble up the top rope and try it from there instead. But that's how, that's how like, I'm. I'm willing to do some crazy shit for opportunity, man. Right. Like if it, like I wouldn't have done that uh, for just nothing. Mm-hmm. But Lucha Underground at the time was one of my biggest opportunities, and if that's the last time I'm going to be seen on that program, I'm going out with a bang. Did you? So that was all for on TV that stuff. Yeah, L Ray yeah. Network. Was yeah. that your first kind of TV exposure? Um, I did a Impact when they did the Super X Cup in like 2017. Oh, wow. Sammy on... Guevara again? Yeah, yeah. Get around, I dude. got to be Sammy Guevara everywhere, man. Yeah. <laughs> Even my first match, I was uh, Sammy Guevara. Never tried to change it. Well, I, I used to go by the name Zero. Hmm. And the reason, because uh, I'm ahead of number one, because it's zero, oh, one, two, three, yeah. That's not bad. You know, that's what I went with. But then Facebook wouldn't let you have that as a name. Unless you made like a like page or something. And really? I was like, well, I'm not popular enough to have a like page. <laughs> and so You can't use the word zero as a as a Facebook type? Yeah, because you need first and last. Oh. And so I was like... Mr. Zero. Yeah, right? Maybe that would have worked. <laughs> but I just was like, okay, well, we're networking wise, it's going to be impossible for people to find me. Mm-hmm. So I just went, all right, let's just go Sammy Guevara. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Smarter, but, smarter. Yeah. Was Lucha Underground, was it kind of filmed like Hollywood style? Would you do cuts and different angles? Did you just, did you just basically have one match and that, was, and that would be it? You'd have one match. I heard that like if stuff didn't go good, they right. would just go back out and do it again or whatever. But uh, you could, you can even tell in some of the episodes, like the crowd, like they'll, they'll be like telling the people basically giving the hands gestures, like react now. <laughs> and so like, they'll start the Lucha Underground chants. Like I, I saw one, uh, Vampiro was literally like trying to get them to start the Lucha Underground uh, during my match. So. Right. Yeah. It didn't work. <laughs> no, it worked. It worked. But were they like hired extras or something like that, like Hollywood style? The people in the crowd? Um, I don't. I'm not. Gotcha. I think they all got in for free though. The, gotcha. the crowd. Yeah. Right on. And they had to put away their phones and all that stuff. Yeah, it seemed like that kind of had some some good, a good idea behind it. But like you said, it was. Kind of a hard sell as it continued on, and people are getting killed, and there's monsters, right? And, right all that sort of stuff. And plus, it's like it's a it's a film show kind of thing. Mm. It's not live, and it's way like months later it comes out. So it's like everybody can just see the spoilers and all right, that stuff. Right. So did because you didn't have that crazy like ten year contract? No, I see. This is one thing. Like everything kind of worked out, even though I probably would end up signing it because they wanted to use me a lot more. But then they were like, oh, well, you're only here for one season. Because that's what I signed, just a one season thing. 
since they're like, oh, we can't use you a whole lot because you're just doing one season. Mm-hmm. So who knows? Maybe I would have had a lot more success in Lucha Underground if I would have signed this 20,000-year contract. But uh, well, Everyone had to get taken out of it anyways. Yeah, you know, yeah. Now, now it's, it's pretty much... Have they announced for sure that it's done? No. No. Really. As far as I know. There's no. still some of those. I know Penta and Phoenix were there. Mm-hmm. And I know, like you said, Hager was there. Yeah. And Jeff Cobb had some problems getting right. out of it. Right. Yeah, no. You know? Thunder Rosa, right. Daga, all these guys. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. And they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. What about WWE? Did you ever get any chance to go there? Did you want to go there? Um, I did a couple. Uh, I did a couple dark matches, and uh, when Adam Rose was doing his, uh, you know, uh, the lemon heads or lemon yeah. drops, so they were. You know, it's actually funny. Uh, you were doing, I think, a periscope or something, or I don't know. Periscope. Maybe it was a uh, tout. <laughs> yeah, right. You were doing something. You walked by us, and you're like, "Hey, here's his uh, fun." Fun guy, whatever the actual name was for the you would you just ran by and I was like hello. <laughs> <laughs> so that's uh, that's in the archive somewhere. Somewhere you'll find it. Yeah, I think it was the was it the I gotta look at was it the lemon drops. No, no I don't think uh, Adam Rose rosebuds rosebuds. That's yeah. it. Yeah, the rosebuds. Like, it's something. Um, um, so, did, so what kind of dark matches were you having? There? I had an actual dark match or an actual match with the uh, the Matadors. Okay. Oh, with the yeah. Primo and Epico. And when, and, and when they had the bull there too at the yeah. time. It was me and Laredo Kid, and uh, we had actually a really cool match. I did the 630, missed it, but I was like, yo, I'm showing out. Like, I'll yeah, do whatever. Yeah. And shout out to those guys, because they gave us so much more than they had to. They're really good, man. Yeah. They're great workers. I, I think they're, they they never get what they deserve there. Mm-hmm. You know, it'd be great to have them here, actually. Yeah, it'd be awesome. We could, we could do that match again, man. <laughs> yeah. I remember the ref, when he was making the three count, he was like, this is the greatest dark match I've ever seen. Oh, right on. And... Uh, yeah, and then it was funny too because like, he was like uh, saying thank you or whatever as he's pinning me, and I was just so you know a kid like I just wrestled for WWE whatever. Yeah. I'm like looking up at the sky, and he's like, "Hey man, you good?" I'm like, "Oh, sorry, thank you." <laughs> <laughs> but uh, did a couple dark matches like that. What, what, did you get any response after that match? Um, any feedback? Yeah, yeah. Mark Henry he uh, he told us like you know we had a killer match, but basically said like you know don't get a big head like this is a good moment, but keep working hard. And, but nothing uh, official, like you know, yeah. who's watching, which is weird. You think if they're giving you a dark match, someone should be watching it to at least see what you guys are doing, right? But I don't know. A lot of times, when at least the vibe I got, it's like these are the extras. Who f- cares? Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. I don't know, man. It, yeah. It's it's weird. I I did have a WWE tryout in 2017, and uh, I think that was just to get me in the system. I, I don't think I was ever getting signed. Where was that at? That was uh, in Orlando. Is that the one where you do all the drills and everything? Yeah, like that? yeah. So tell us a little bit about that. Because people tell me all the time, I got a WWE try, and I'm like, it's great that you can wrestle, but you better get your cardio. Exactly, man. Because it's all cardio stuff, right? Mm-hmm. And that's what's funny. Like They'll have guys do like military-style stuff for like potentially a five-minute squash or two-minute thing. Mm-hmm. Funny stuff. But um, right, right. yeah, no... Uh, it was it was definitely hard, man. Like, yeah, this I I was doing a bunch of cardio leading up to that. I had the elevation masks on. Like, I was doing all sorts of what stuff. What kind of stuff would they make you do there? Just like running the ropes, uh, dropping down over bags, high knees, holding onto the top ropes, mm. all sorts of stuff. And we do that in like five different rings and stuff like that. And then line back up and do all sorts of different stuff. Who was watching you? Uh, I mean, uh, yeah, who was kind of watching? Who was in it with you? Um, Regal. Regal was there. Yeah. Norman Smiley. Um, Brookside. Yeah. Those type of guys. Mm-hmm. And so who was in the camp with you? Uh, Ricky Starks, who's uh, in NWA Power now. Oh. Yeah. Um, or that's the name of the show. Whatever. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying. Yeah. <laughs> Did anybody make it? Make it? Did anyone get signed? Um, uh, some football players, I think. I don't think any actual wrestler got signed. Yeah. It was like a collegiate wrestler got signed. Um, you're almost at a detriment because you had the audacity of getting to the wrestling that's business. how it felt man like it literally felt like hey you, you want to do this for a living F- you mm. but these like models uh 
you know, ex-football players, whatever, it's like they treated them so good and it's like almost shame on you for wanting to be a wrestler. Right, shame on you for actually going and training and, and, and touring yeah, the world, right? It was a, and it, you know, and it just seemed like when the cameras were on, they did they really played it up. Like, it just seemed like a whole gimmick to me. Mm-hmm. And uh, especially because, like, everybody's chill, blah, blah, blah. The camera turns on, all right, blah, blah, start yelling. I'm like, all right, I see what this is. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah, it, it definitely, it opened my eyes though, man. I, I wouldn't want to be there, you know, maybe ever, but definitely not now because just the way they treated, you know, maybe it's different now. I don't know. But at the time, it was just like, yo, unless I'm somebody, like it's it's going to be hell here. And you can see that too. Like if you were signed there, you would go to, you know, NXT mm-hmm. uh, and, you know, work the Florida routes or, or maybe you'd get called up or maybe be one of the random guys that's just doing run-ins right, right. now. but. You know, it's uh, one thing I love about AEW, and I say it to everybody is, you know, we have a bunch of guys here that it's not like Impact was with WWE cast offs per se. Mm-hmm. They're people that made a definitive decision. I don't want to go there. Yeah. You know, whether it's me or whether it's Moxley or Hager or you or Cody or uh, different levels of guys who went, maybe we'll want to try something new. Mm-hmm. And I think when you, when you think of what your fate would have been, and who knows, maybe you'd be on, on Raw as the world champion. You know, but, it's very possible, but, you know, just. I, again, I feel like I'm very observant and I just saw the writing on the wall and I feel like that's what I'm good at is just seeing the writing on the wall like, all right, this is what it's going to take to get somewhere and like, just seems like I could do a lot more on the independence, whatever, grow my name. You know, I don't necessarily need to just have that logo there. I feel like that's what a lot of guys, mm-hmm. they get offered this logo and they're like, okay, mm-hmm. screw it. You're not going to use me, but I got this logo. Right, right, right. I can say I'm a WWE superstar. Yeah. So was that, did that come into your mind when you thought about signing exclusively with AEW? Uh, what? Well, that you knew that, that you wouldn't be doing the indies anymore. And then were you a little bit scared that you're just signing for the logo or what, what, what really kind of made you feel good about signing here? Um, just the, the people that were behind it something I, I felt like i saw the writing on the yeah. wall i just saw that this was going to be something huge and it just seemed different you know it seemed like i could potentially have a good shot here and i and you know be sammy guevara the way i think sammy guevara should be mm-hmm. and uh so yeah i went with it what are your favorite parts about AEW so far uh the schedule the pay <laughs> uh <laughs> and um Man, it's it. What's crazy too is just like people who you know. I'm getting recognized more and more. I was at the mall earlier this week and I got recognized twice, and not at the same time, like two separate things. Uh, I was buying a hat that I'm wearing right now, and the dude's like, "Cause you know, like they'll tell you like put in your email, whatever." I'm like, "Okay, it's uh, you know, blah blah." I almost said my email just now. Um, <laughs> we'll edit it out. Yeah, but um, yeah, and then he's like, "You know, there's a wrestler named Sammy Guevara." I'm like, "Oh yeah." <laughs> you're talking to him he's like i knew it yeah i yeah. knew that was you and so like you know it's just i love the fact and listen and, and and people are awesome too but it's like you know there's a wrestler named sammy guevara i knew it was you you didn't happen to yeah. think like it looks like him it's the same name right but it can't be him can't there's be no him. way i had one one of my favorites was about six or eight months ago i was renting a car and it's like you know who you look like chris jericho it's funny because your name is chris Irvin. And that's his real name too. Mm-hmm. And they they even have a show in town tonight. It's so funny. I'm like, okay, so I look like Chris Jericho. You right. know, we have the same real name, and Chris Jericho's in town tonight. Mm-hmm. But you neglected to put two and two together. Actually, point one and point one together. Like this must be Chris Jericho. Tattoos. Like, it's everything. You know, like- you know, but I mean, some people think I think it freaks people out sometimes when they meet somebody in person that you might have just seen on TV. Right. Yeah. You know? Um. I met Gabriel Iglesias after like WrestleMania 27. Right. And I remember seeing him and just, you know, thinking like, that looks like, and he was wearing his own shirt. I'm like, oh shit, it is. Yeah. Like, you know, it's such a trip just seeing people you don't normally see in person. Right. And meanwhile, he's a big fan of AEW. Yeah. He's at Double or Nothing. You know, he's on the cruise. He's going to be on the cruise. On the cruise. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Be cool. yeah, yeah. It's going to be great, man. Yeah. I, I think that, that, I think that's, uh, it's such an exciting atmosphere here. Um, for all those reasons, like you said, and it's like one uncharted waters. Like there's nothing guaranteed. Like mm-hmm. you know, if we went to WWE, you know, it's there forever. I mean, right. it's not going anywhere for us. It's like we don't really know, but it's exciting and it's been successful so far. So it is kind of taking a chance and trusting ourselves as performers. Yeah, and I mean, it just goes back to the the, the hitting that button, man. Mm-hmm. You know, go for it and see what happens. Right, you know. All right. Last couple of questions for you. What's been your favorite part of a uh, favorite? Uh, a part of AEW that you've been on so far, like yeah. the, the segment that you've been on or a match or whatever. And what's your favorite match that you've ever had? 
favorite uh, segment, that's probably when you called me the Spanish God, man. <laughs> yeah, because that's kind of what I'm wearing the freaking jacket right now. That's the like, thing now yeah. yeah. You know what? I, it was funny too when we did the the Cody parody, and you had the line. Actually, that right there. Oh. Sorry to interrupt you, but the the kiss on the cheek, man. That that <laughs> cracked me up so much. But your your stuff was great too, because people were like, you know, who wrote the script for that? I'm like, well, no one wrote the script. Yeah, I had an idea, but I just said to everybody, just play it straight. Talk about how great Chris Jericho is. So they thought that I wrote those lines that you said, for example. Yeah, yeah. Like, you just came up with that. Yeah. You know, like, he's the face of this company because he's the champion. He's the champion because he's the face of this Literally, company. It's like, like, we're just spitballing, like, oh, yo, what if we did this? And, like, I try to be dead serious. Yeah. Like, oh, it was awesome. The youngest AW champion in history. Like, that's the prime of his life. That's totally you. Like, yeah. that is not, like, when I just saw that in the edit. So just people, people that know, and it was the same for everybody. And that's another thing that we do here. We're not writing scripts and taking multiple take one, take two, take three, mm-hmm. take four. What do you think is going to fit? And then Nathan, the director, pulled that out. And suddenly it's like, you look like a genius. Yeah. It's great stuff. Yeah. And, and it really gave me respect just for how much uh, goes into making something like that. Right. You know, because um, everybody, you know, they give me all the credit for that line. You know, I did say it, but, you know, it's like this big collateral effort thing. And it's like, damn, this it's a lot more moving pieces than you would think. It was a very, very cool moment for sure. Yeah. What's your favorite match you've ever had? Man, I hate all my matches. You hate them? Uh, yeah. yeah. I, I feel like I'm my worst critic. Uh, Which is good. Yeah. Has there ever been one that you went, no, eh, it was not bad? The Cody one, you know. That was a great match. Pe- people put that over. Hey, dude, you were in the very first match in <laughs> AEW television history. Yeah. That's pretty cool. You know, the, the, man, the, if you can go inside my body for that <laughs> thing, man, I was... I was like, all right, well, here we go, you know, because I put a lot of pressure on myself. You know, I'm sure there was a lot of pressure just on me in general. But, you know, first one on TV, first thing people are going to see, if this sucks, like, I shouldn't be wrestling. That's basically, like, the amount of pressure I put on myself is, like, if I if I do shitty tonight, like, maybe this and, is... And once again, also knowing, too, that you were handpicked for that. Exactly, you know, that's just like, all right, well, let's, let's kill it. Mm. And, uh, yeah, so that one, you know, a lot of people put that over. I remember I went to the back and uh, just everybody putting it over and but i'm always like such a critic of myself i'm like what'd you really think like i'm pulling people aside like what'd you really think they're like no i loved it i'm like all right where the where's ashton you know is this a joke and you're like i should have taken a right step into instead of a left <laughs> yeah, step. stupid it's, stupid it's stupid stupid stuff yeah, yeah, yeah. nobody else pays attention to but that happened to me last week twice there was two little foibles of things that i did and then and, and afterwards i was like oh i hated it and it was like that was a great match. The match we had. There's yeah, something yeah. that just bothered me so much. I'll never say what it was. Right. But I came out of the going. I hate when that happens. And everyone's yeah. like, "What a great match and awesome." Blah blah blah. And I hear it was a really good one. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Yeah. It went. That's what you say to someone when they've had a bad match. Yeah. And you see them backstage, like, oh, I didn't see it. How'd it go? I heard it was good. Dude, that was my whole thing on BT for a while. <laughs> oh, was it? Just because like it was just something random, like. Oh yeah, I didn't see it, but man, I heard it good stuff, and it just turned into a thing. Because so many times, you, I know you've definitely heard this, or maybe you even said it. I don't yeah, know all the time. Yeah, yeah. How'd it go, man? How was it? You know, uh, the other one was like, you know, how'd it go? It, it was what it was. <laughs> oh, that one's so depressing to hear. Like maybe you're already thinking like, oh, it wasn't that good, and then you hear that, and like, oh, and now I know me. it was the shits. Yeah, <laughs> and then maybe you didn't even see it, and you just say that. <laughs> I know exactly. <laughs> That's awesome. dude. It's been uh, great talking to you, and like I said, I'm very excited to have you part of the inner circle. Yeah, you're doing man. great. Uh, you're the you're the right hand man, which you know in every kung fu movie you're, that means you're gonna end up turning on me at some point. Oh so. no no no! The people were saying this too. They're like, when are you gonna go for the bell? I'm like, he's like a father figure to me. Why in the hell would I do that? I would we're, never. Hey man, we're the sex gods. That's right. The sex gods, baby. <laughs> Yeah. Thank you, dude. Nah, thank you. All right, thanks again to the Spanish sex god, Sammy Guevara. Check out his YouTube channel. Just search Sammy Guevara. He posts new vlogs every single Tuesday. All right, coming up next Wednesday, it's the highway, man. James Storm is going to be here. Oh, yeah. Oh, she didn't get it, baby. Until then, stay hard, stay hungry. Peace, love, and hugs. Be safe this weekend and have yourselves a big good boy.